When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. It's time for the Mountaineer Insider Podcast. Get insight into your favorite West Virginia University teams and hear exclusive interviews. The Mountaineer Insider Podcast. Have a question or comment? Call or text us at 304-314-4161 or email us at wvumsn at gmail.com. Now let's go live inside our MSN studios. Here's your host of the Mountaineer Insider, Dan Zangrilli. Another edition of the Mountaineer Insider. Thanks everyone for uh, joining us wherever you are and whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. Dale Wolfley likes to listen back uh, about 3 a.m. when he's uh, searing a steak just to try to get through the night. His stomach starts to growl and you know what man? You're hungry. West Virginia is hungry for a big victory coming up here on Saturday against the Kansas Jayhawks. Much at stake. No pun intended my my brother. (laughs) No pun (laughs) taken brother. (laughs) Did I catch you off guard there? No, you know what, man? That's that's good. I, you want to talk about stakes? I'll tell you what's at stake. Bowl game, extra practices, developing the youth of the Mountaineers, a chance for the brand to go out there and shine in postgame. Uh, there's so much at stake about this that's so important to win this game so you can go out there and achieve what you want. It's also Hey, you know it's about recruiting as well Mm -hmm. and being able to say, hey, we're going to a bowl game, uh, an opportunity to to go year one at five wins, year two at six, and hopefully with a bowl game win, that you'd be uh, seven wins. So, again, that is so important to show improvement and to keep the brand going, keep it rising. What was it, Dan? It's the climb, right? Yeah, man. It's the, nobody said the climb was going to be easy, especially where, when you took over at this time period of 
COVID uh, coming in and and just all kinds of things. The transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, you think about name, image, likeness. Yeah, so lot, many different things. A lot going on and a lot going on at Kansas. Obviously, uh, it's been tumultuous there. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything that uh, happened with Les Miles. But it looks like they've got a pretty steady hand at long last. A very impressive Lance Leipold. Uh, he, he gets that uh, first all-time victory at uh, DKR Memorial Stadium uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you know, the overtime g- victory that had everybody in Huge. Austin up in arms. Mm-hmm. So this is a two-win Kansas team, right? And, and they're still you know, going through what they've been going through for years. But it looks like finally somebody is there that has the 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 right idea right frankly so this is a team especially on the offensive side of the ball that does present some problems and this is not just going to be another ho-hum trip to lawrence where you can just check the box and come out of there with the win no danny especially since they switched quarterbacks and jalen thomas Uh, he's had two he's had two victories uh or i'm sorry one victory against texas and then a close game against tcu he's changed the offense whatever you thought about the offense going into the last up to the last two games it's different with jalen thomas there he's a dual threat quarterback he's throwing the ball fairly decent the offensive line has been performing neil has been running the ball well and he is a real threat in the run game all right so that's what we have going on uh, on the football field but uh, also uh, a big saturday evening showdown on the soccer pitch as a big congratulations to Dan Stratford and uh, the West Virginia Mountaineers. Uh, He joins us right now on the Mountaineer Insider podcast um, to the Sweet 16 for the first time since 2007. It went to penalty kicks against Virginia Tech this past weekend uh, at Dick Delesque Soccer Stadium. Danny Strats, how are we doing, man? Big congratulations to you. Thanks very much. I'm doing well. So take us through Saturday and just the uh, unbridled emotion that Saturday was. Yeah, I think first of all, um, obviously really, really pleased to, to be seeded and, and, and to have ourselves as the 11 seed going into the game and, and knowing that we were going to get to play at home. Um, but there's still some pressure inevitably that comes with the NCAA tournament. So first and foremost, I was just really pl- proud of the players' performance, especially the first half um, where we dictated tempo, uh, played just as just as we have all season um and and didn't show any nerves or or any signs of feeling the pressure of the the occasion so i was really pleased with how we handled that part um obviously disappointed that the the game went to 1-1 uh, because i do think we were the deserving um team and, and the team that deserved to advance if you've got to do it through penalties and, and we've got to draw our way to a national championship, then I'll absolutely take it. But uh, I might just be bored or completely gray by the time the season's over, if that's the case. <laughs> hey, Danny, you thought last year that you probably should have been in the tournament. And this year you are and now advancing. Talk about how you're, you're taking this program on and how it's changing. Yeah, I think we were really, really unfortunate not to be a, a tournament team last season. I think if it had been a a full um, selection of 48 teams making the NCAA tournament in the spring, uh, then we would have. Obviously, it was a shortened 36-team uh, bracket. So that was that was very, very disappointing. Uh, I think the goals and objectives for this season were to, to be an at-large team. We obviously knew that we have a, a challenging conference and, um, you know, trying to put all your eggs in that basket of securing an AQ is going to be very, very difficult. So we wanted to feel like we were going to be an at-large team this year 
um, and kind of leave no doubt. Obviously, um, with the start we had to the season, uh, that that bar shifted very very quickly, and 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 the ambition and um, goals for the program changed very very quickly to say, okay, can can we be a top ten team um, right now? Uh, you know, that's the long term goal is to is to is to be there and to stay there, and for every season. Um, for us to be in contention for a national championship. So perhaps we've got there a little bit quicker than, than we anticipated because I, I think that's what I'm dealing with right now with, with a team that compete with that can compete with anyone in the country um, and that can easily go on a run here and, 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 and make it not just to the final four, but go on and, and win the whole thing. So um, that's always been the ambition for me and, and for this program. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously pleased that, that we have the platform right now uh, and the potential to do that this season, which is, which is just fantastic. So how do you get to a place faster than you originally anticipated? That sounds like a coach's dream, quite frankly. I think, you know, I have to give the, the players an incredible amount of, of credit. Obviously, there's been um, two quite large recruiting cycles, bigger than bigger than usual, I suppose, to, to feel like we get the depth of quality uh, and, and to, to, to achieve that aspect of things um, where we truly feel like um, we have... I, I believe I have the, the best bench, if you like, that I've, that I've ever had in, in college coaching um, to this point in my career. So from that perspective, um, I think we made a lot of really, really good strides in recruiting uh, and getting the quality of depth that we felt was necessary. Um, but the rest of the credit goes to the players for being coachable, being um, open to change for those that, um, if you like, inherited me as their head coach, um, especially the leaders in the group and, and some of those senior figures who um yeah just have, have been really really bought into what it is we've tried to do the identity that we've tried to to play with and, and the culture that we've tried to create so um again I, I provide the message they're the ones that have got to go and go and execute it and, and they've done a fantastic job of that this season so as the bandwagon grows this time of year and you've got some folks maybe popping out of the woodwork that's uh, only natural when you have success and, and when you win second round games in the fashion that you did against Virginia Tech and then anytime somebody hears Sweet 16 obviously uh, a, a lot of folks uh, all of a sudden you know that they've been fans the whole way uh, but but that's maybe not the case but while we have this platform as you mentioned let's talk about what you have uh, and 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 who you have that with in other words, what is your team? Who are they? Describe those to folks that are maybe just jumping aboard, if you will. Yeah, humble would be the the, the word I would I would use. Um, you know, at the at the top of that, I think we have a set of core values within this program um, where humility is a, is a huge feature, not just for the players but for the staff as well. Um, to understand that I essentially work with. 18 to 23 year olds give or take and um with respect to each of them they for the most part show up as kids um and we try to turn them into men uh, in some way shape or form uh, and that doesn't come without a, a huge dose of humility on a consistent basis to say there is still room to grow there is still room to develop and improve um so we've had an incredibly consistent approach to the season um and those players have, have shown great humility when we beat number three Pittsburgh and then went back to back to beat Penn State as well, um, that we continue to try and improve and develop so that when we had some disappointments in the, in the middle um, part of the season, it was still approached and um, addressed the same way it was in the first game of the season, the second game of the season, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, it, it's been a its own little roller coaster this year just because we had such a great start 
and got very, very, went from unranked to fifth in the country, which I just don't think happens, um, to then obviously have, having some results that didn't go our way, which within our sport is almost inevitable. Um, but the way the, the players have handled that that aspect of things, their resilience um, and their their ability to deal with adversities has continued to improve and continue to grow. So um, that that's all, if you like, based on a foundation of having incredible humility and, and not getting too high when... Um, you might be full victim of that when you beat ranked teams um, and then obviously not getting too low when when you might lose to someone or, or not pick up a result against the lesser team. So um, that humility and that consistency to to the grind and to what our approach has been has, has, has probably been the, the, the mainstays of, of the identity of this program. Yeah, and as you try to continue to make the mainstays and, and improve the brand, Let's just imagine that I'm a soccer player, okay? I know that's really hard, Oh, Daddy. boy, that's dangerous. That's <laughs> dangerous, Just Wolf. imagine, what are you telling me that you want me to come to play for you at WVU, and uh, what do you have to offer a really good fo- uh, soccer player? Football, I could say football, right? <laughs> football soccer player. Well, firstly, I think um, I'm in, a, in a, an incredibly fortunate position that we have the facilities, amenities, resources to compete with um, really anyone in the top 25 um, in the country within the Division One climate. I think what we believe separates us um, to, to perhaps the rest of the country and, and where we try to show um, showcase ourselves is in is in the details, is in the, the, the true professionalism of how we approach every game, um, every training session. Uh, again, um, there are things that will provide a recruit where we're trying to show how we're going to develop them. Um, I think we try to be very, very process oriented uh, as opposed to um, outcome related, if you like. Uh, Again, we could lose a game and I could look at an individual and say, well, you didn't play very well today, so you're not going to play next week. But it's a four year, four year um, growth period that we have these these players for. Uh, And there's a way to approach them, speak to them, nurture them to, to help them to continue to improve. And ultimately understand that if we do that, then the long-term advantages of working with that player in that fashion are only going to continue to improve the the, the team incrementally. So um, I think they should expect to have a very honest but very constructive staff um, that's going to tell them when when they when they fall short of the standard, um, but also going to do it in a fashion that helps them understand and provides a solution to perhaps some of their shortcomings, whether it be a work ethic thing, a technical thing, a tactical thing. Um, we have a lot of tools, a lot of tangible things that we share with recruits to show them how we develop them um, and that their growth and improvement isn't simply a consequence of them being in a good environment um, because there are plenty of good environments uh, around Division One. It's because there's a, a concerted effort, a, a real level of, of, of concern and detail for the for the welfare of their student athlete. Uh, and And the last part I would say to that is ultimately... Um, the player's willingness to receive um, and execute our message um, relates to the quality of relationship that we can develop with the student athlete um, and, and the player from that standpoint. So we try to make sure that there's a lot of informal um, conversations, a lot of um, growth in, in, in that regard in terms of developing a relationship with the player so that you know when, the, when it comes to the crunch, I can say, hey, I need you to work even harder. I need you to do this even better. Um, and it might elicit an even greater response because there's a level of mutual respect between between player and coach. Uh, Dan, let's uh, uh, let's talk Tulsa here. 
Um, Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Um, you're heading out to Oklahoma here uh, very shortly, so you're going to have some time to post up and get comfortable. Uh, the early scouting report on them, some early keys. Yeah, I think uh, they have a very, very clear identity in in terms of how they how they play, how they try to build the game. Uh, they're certainly a possession oriented team. Um, they're quite stubborn in in that uh, style of play. So we'll need a plan to um, you know to to, to to respect it, but also to uh, make them earn it in in that regard. We're a possession oriented team as well. So um, as I've said to the players, now's the last time. Now's now's not the time for us to. And go away from what we've done well all season um, is to double down on, on what our identity is and, and, and to try and be the team on the front foot. So um, inevitably, you know, with this stage in the tournament, the, the quality of competition is going to improve. And, and, and I think it has uh, with respect to Tulsa versus Virginia Tech. So we have a we have a tough game ahead of us, um, but it's a game that we're going to try and face head on. We're not going to go there and sit back. We're not going to go there and be be passive. We're going to take it to them, and, and we're going to um, show them that this is the, the the best team that they've played against all season. An opportunity to make history, quite frankly, um, something that hasn't happened in over forty years. Dan, um, is that's not lost on your men? I, I would assume uh, you don't want them to put pressure on themselves, but they have a historical opportunity on their uh, on their toes here coming up Saturday. Definitely, and and it's it's absolutely not not lost on me as as, as someone that um, obviously played at this program and and was fortunate enough to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. I know how hard it is to to advance beyond that um, in the national tournament. So um, it, it's not to provide any pressure. It's also it's 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 honestly to provide them um, some excitement, motivation um, to really seize this opportunity uh, to understand that. When we go and play Tulsa, we can compete with this team. We are we are as good as them, if not better. Uh, I truly believe that, uh, and I want the players to believe that and, and really seize this opportunity. We spoke a lot before the Virginia Tech game about while it's postseason and while that's often associated with um, the end of the season, uh, this should feel like the beginning. This should really, really feel like the beginning of, of a five-game stretch here. Um, and, and five wins to, to advance through each round, uh, one game at a time, and, and win a national championship. So we've, we've, we've won one, um, we've advanced through one, and, and this is just number two um, of five. Well, uh, all the best to you. Uh, the entire state is pulling for you. Uh, we are certainly going to be multitasking on, on Saturday evening. Uh, we're going to be bouncing back and forth. And, you know, the split-screen television is one of the great inventions, uh, I think, of the modern era. So uh, you're, you're going to have football on one half of the screen. You're going to have soccer on the other half of the screen. And uh, I'm sure there's plenty of room on the bandwagon, Coach. And uh, you're, you're waving them in like a third-base coach in baseball. <laughs> well, I've been here long enough now that I understand the analogy, so I, I appreciate it, and we uh, we definitely welcome them, welcome them on board. All right, uh, all the best to you, Coach Dan Stratford. Hey, Danny. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Yeah, man, I mean, this he, is history he, time. He, he's big time. I'm he, telling he, you what, all he does time. is win. That's all he does. So uh, the last time West Virginia was in the Sweet 16 was uh, when when Dan was a player uh, here at WVU, his senior year back in 2007. They have not been to an Elite Eight Wolf since 1981, 40 years. And and that was uh, right about the time when Ronnie was coming to WVU, right? Yeah, I was coming to WVU as yeah. a kid, man, just, you know, hanging out. I'll tell you what, 
That's special. That's his. I mean, that's that's the history that's hasn't been a history. You well, know what I mean? and and what is this? Essentially, year three uh, for him, and then everything that's gone on in with COVID. Um, just just wild what he's been able to do. But when you hear him speak, you can just hear that. I mean, this is a guy. And, and listen, I, I've never spent a, a second on a pitch, and and clearly you, you you've not either, right? You never played soccer, did you? I was the goalie. What? I'm talking smart, elementary now. Smart, smart move. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's smart. no way I'm running up and down the field, That's Danny. Good, no way, man. It's all the goalie. And, you know, I, at least I could have a – even if I didn't move, it was still percentage they would hit me <laughs> <laughs> because I was bigger than everybody else. Yeah, this is this is true. Um, but nevertheless, you could just tell that he – no matter if he was running, you know, a, a local, uh, you know, convenience store, he, he would be doing it at a high level, Dan Stratford. Professional. Uh, really, yeah, really – big-time pros pro. And that's Saturday at 8 o'clock, West Virginia at Tulsa. Well, that'll do it for us here on the Mountaineer Insider Podcast. Special thanks to David Conn and, of course, Coach Stratford for joining us. Hail West Virginia. Let's go Mountaineers. Uh, we'll be uh, providing coverage on the, the radio side at 3.30 for the 7 o'clock kick at Kansas. And we'll, of course, be keeping one eye on everything that's going on. And we'll have continued updates uh, real-time on the radio side of uh, this big-time Sweet 16 soccer match. So for all of us uh, at MSN Radio, hail West Virginia, let's go Mountaineers, and oh, by the way, happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you're, uh, you know, on the couch, maybe you've loosened the belt buckle, one notch, or in your case, three Wolfman, because you're going to throw down the white, you're going to throw down the dark, you're going to throw down every casserole known to mankind with a little pecan pie to boot. So happy Thanksgiving to you, my brother. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, Danny, and just know this, on Thanksgiving Day, I don't wear a belt. That's a great point. <laughs> Veteran moves. Veteran moves. Professional in that department. This is true. All right, he's been around the sun a few times, and uh, we'll see you uh, coming up at uh, uh, Lawrence, Kansas, and Memorial Stadium. Thanks for joining us here on the Mountaineer Insider Podcast. You've been listening to the Mountaineer Insider here on MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network. Like the podcast? Give us five stars or leave a review. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at WVUMSN or find the latest news and information on the Mountaineers at WVUSports.com. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of MSN, the Mountaineer Sports Network.